more beer we get in us, too, the funnier we get. Welcome to Beer Plus 3, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. I am so glad you could join us on this, this wonderful international butt stuff day. <laughs> With me today, of course, is uh, the ever giggly yes. and lovely yes. Rick Anderson. Greetings. <laughs> I, but, international Butt stuff today? Yes, it is International Butt Stuff. I just decided it was International Butt Stuff Day, so I'm hoping when I go home, you know what? I'll talk to the wife. Anyway. I don't know what's what's more disturbing, that there's a Butt Stuff Day or that it's international. Well, it's International Butt Stuff Day, so it's, you know, you have to, it's a to and fro. It's a twofer. If you're going to get some, she's going to get some. So, you know, we all get some butt stuff. I understand. It's it's. You, you, what if it's, butt stuff's not your thing, though? But. No, it's not, but it, International Butt Stuff Day. So much more important. That's the day than, just to get Then, like, shot. you know, I'm sorry, you know, National Secretary Day, great, wonderful, yeah. but Butt Stuff Day better. True, true. Yeah. And those are two holidays you probably don't want to combine. <laughs> just saying. It's not you know what? often acceptable. I think it depends on the job. Yeah, true. If it's 1958 <laughs> and you're in advertising... That could be <laughs> I was, a I was wonderful thinking, uh, combination of Secretary Day and Butt Stuff Day. Right. I was thinking yeah. Secretary She just hooker. straps it on, and you get the butt stuff. <laughs> oh, I see. That's where you're <laughs> yeah. going. Okay, yeah. that might... Because, yeah, you know, yeah. they that need might... to give and sometimes receive, right. and then, you know, you need to give and sometimes receive. I understand. That's, yeah, that's, that's that a give a and take. Every relationship's give and take. <laughs> International. If they're going to take day. butt stuff, you're going to get some butt stuff. Did that just come out of your head? Yeah. <laughs> On the way here. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, hey, what if it's international? But I don't know why these things come into my head. Wait, that it's is- kind of like, you know, when you're in the bathroom at work and <laughs> you get up, you're in the stall. Yeah. You stand up yeah. to pull up your pants, and you know what? You guess what? You do a little dance because there's someone next to you and they can't see you. So you do a little dance. <laughs> pull up the pants. I don't know that I've ever done that. You haven't? You should try it sometime. It's kind just, of entertaining. Just it's out like, of the you blue. don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, but see, that would just make me think I also don't know what they're doing over there. So exactly. It's, it's oh, no. Troubling. Sometimes there was this guy this week. Yeah. I'm sitting on the pot doing my business. Playing my stupid game on my stupid phone. Yeah. It's a smartphone, but whatever. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's nothing else to do. Except play my talisman on my phone. Um, And all of a sudden, this guy next door pulls up, zip. (laughs) He spits like 17 times into the toilet. Coughing, choking, burping. I mean, it, I, it goes on forever. Yeah, forever it goes on, and oh, I, I, I was kind of, I, I really just wanted to pull up my pants and leave, but I had business to attend to, and I was, I, I was seriously almost throwing up. It, yeah. it, it was so the bodily functions that were coming out of this guy at the urinal. Yeah, it wasn't even in a stall. It was <laughs> at a urinal. <laughs> this guy was at. So, so I, I he, he's either one dying, yeah, or two had so many childhood diseases that he is like that. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. 
but wow. Yeah. That is so gross. When uh, I can't stand spitting already. Yeah. Like people. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm that's not. no. We don't need to walk through your DNA. Keep your DNA in your fucking toilet in your bathroom by yourself. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. But this guy was just at one bodily function after another. Um, he did everything but shit his pants. I swear to fucking God. That's it was weird. nasty. I am not nasty. a big fan of the whole uh, communal bathroom thing that we'd have in our culture. You know, it's like I wish we just had the concept of like 20 individual bathrooms somewhere and you each get your own that takes place. up a lot of fucking space though i know but i, I mean if whole... you're in the, the 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 safeco kingdom or whatever the fuck it is yeah um you know you you know how much room that would take up they could sell seats for that shit yeah you, know, you don't want you don't want that you don't yeah. want that like our casino man we get our, our bathrooms are spread from hell to breakfast but yeah still i mean no I, I don't mind the communal bathrooms i think they should be much more uh uh um, I don't know how else to say it at this moment. Bisexual, um, but uh, no. um, like I, as I said, as I've said before, like in Europe, I just walk into one communal area where all the 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 sinks and shit are, and then yeah. like to the left is the men's shitters, and to the right is the women's. Oh, see, shitters. that's fine. I like that. Like that, it saves space. That's what I'm. It's that's what a I mean. little more, you know, it, I, um, how it works out for them. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, but. It worked out well for I me. I have, like, I don't know if how many people are afflicted by this, but I have a condition called being pee shy. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, that's right. I hate I it, remember too, Portland. Yeah. I don't you had to walk, any... like, four blocks away. You were a tiny dot in that picture I took of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, if I'm in, if I'm standing at a urinal, and it's like, as long as there's not a lot of commotion, I'm okay. But as soon as, like, somebody comes barging in, or, you know, somebody, like, walks mm-hmm. right up next to me, it's like, fuck. Like You're stop. Guy. Yeah, I know. And You're I the guy it. that's still standing there when I leave because yeah. I've said hi. I know. And I'm just <laughs> like I can't I mentally I go, I know this is stupid. Why does it happen? It's I get I get stuck. I don't know what it is. It's like I can't I got what's going on? <laughs> it's that loop. You're like <laughs> It's like some sort of thing like a, like a start. It's almost stop like I, you view like something going on in your area as a threat. And you're at a you're in a vulnerable position or something. I think that's what that's what my thinking is. That that's man. So you're lucky some... you're not female because you know my, the impression I get from from movies and television is that women's bathroom is constantly a chatty fucking Kathy. It's just constantly going. I don't yeah. Know. Have you ever noticed that in movies and TV? Like, <laughs> there's always like four women having a conversation in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that. Well, one I don't of the, know if one that's of the, real. One but. of the things that happened, like I was at a, one of the first concerts I ever went to. Somebody bumped against me while I was at a in a urinal. It was like crowded, and somebody bumped. Did you squeak? Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like do it again. <laughs> don't do it again. <laughs> no, but and I had like this paranoid moment of like, oh, where's my wallet? Uh-huh. And it was, and I, I don't know if that contributes to that or something, but um, it's just weird. I <laughs> Your shy I, bladder is now. <laughs> Oh no, it's not a shy bladder. I'm just paranoid. Well, no, I mean I've given it some thought because I know it's stupid, and it's it's, so I've given it thought. I'm like, where does this come from? What's the problem? And um, I don't know. Part of it is I think I just don't like other people around me when that's going on. It's like just everybody stay away. I'm doing my business. Get away from me. (laughs) And then I have like incidents like, and I think I've told this on like one of the really early podcasts, but like uh, there was I went to I stopped at a at a rest stop. And there was a guy next to me, and out of the corner of my eye, like peripheral vision, I can see that he's, like, shaking himself off 
he's done with his business. But he he keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And then I, I he was a particularly wet urination. <laughs> no, but then I noticed he's also looking at me, like he's like looking at me while he's doing that. I'm like, oh fuck, man. And so I'm just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm I can't do this here. <laughs> so and it's not even. It was less that I was bothered about what he was doing, which was just kind of gross and creepy. But it was more about me. It was like, I, I'm not doing this right now. This can't happen at this moment. So, goodbye. <laughs> That's when you should have turned to him and said, uh, Sir, I believe the glory hole is in <laughs> number two over there. You've, uh, you're in the wrong lineup. Sorry. <laughs> That small partition that's only about seven inches wide, yeah. there's no hole in it. I, I appreciate the little partitions they're putting in in yeah. the urinals now. So it's like, yeah. that's like just. Instead keep, of the giant trough when I was a kid. Your... Remember when you were a kid, there was always just giant yeah, troughs? And weird. because you're a kid, you're fucking waist high. So it's just dicks in your face <laughs> all the way down the line. <laughs> but God damn it, you felt like an important little guy. Yeah, because that's you're right. peeing in the big guy's toilet. <laughs> With the or, big boys. Oh, look, dick to my left, dick to my right. <laughs> and the guy over there shaking it a little too much. And, and looking at me. <laughs> that dick's pointed up. What the fuck? <laughs> That's a compass. It's pointing in due north. <laughs> we can sail oh, the Oh, we find ourselves so funny. Oh, we do. The more beer we get in us, too, the funnier we get. Speaking of, what do you think of this uh, Lagunitas? Lagunitas. What is this again? Uh, this is our black IPA. I don't know. It's called IPA. Night Something. Uh, yeah. Fucking no. It's really good. Like I said sure. earlier, I, I don't, I've not had enough black IPAs to really say one way or the other. How I, I it, super enjoy black IPAs. Yeah, this is, this is really good. I could drink this um, for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you just might, sir. Lagunitas. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a positive association with Lagunitas for some oh, reason. Oh, this is Latinas. Fucking. Oh, we know what Jeff's been googling. <laughs> Latinas urinals. What? <laughs> what is this? Latin urinals. <laughs> they are the but, best urinals. But. Lagunitas, I don't have a, a very many positive associations with these guys. So I think no, I've had stuff before with uh, from them that I, I didn't particularly care oh, for. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm, I'm Googling Lagunitas. Okay, we got Lagunitas IPA. Mm-hmm. Lagunitas Brown Sugar, which is one of their beers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lagunitas oh, Seattle. Yeah. Lagunitas Sucks is, is that number. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, number five, Lagunitas Erotica. What? Yeah. Lagun- er- oh, yeah. Yeah, it, Erotica, whatever. Uh, anyway, yeah, weird. Okay. Black, I don't know. I'm not going to look that up. I'm looking that. up their yeah. black IPA. Yeah, don't, don't tap it. It said black IPA clone. So Nighttime is the name of their uh, black uh, IPA. Um, you know good. what? It's, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's not a bad one. Oh, I think we've had this before on the podcast. Have we? Maybe. I recognize that label. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Well, I would rate this very high, regardless of my experience with uh, with black IPAs. I would say, this oh is fuck, probably I didn't realize four. it was so uh, alcoholic. I was gonna say I'm feeling it. So if it's a high ABV, yeah, I'm not too. surprised. But that's okay. Um, it, it's uh, it's actually not too bad. Um, actually, yeah. on the the what's this called beeradvocate.com, yeah, it is getting a four point one out of five. So I, I, I don't know if I'd give it a four. Out of that five, I give it. Um, I think I'd give it like a three, three five. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, I give it a four because I've had um, the Cascadian dark ales. Yeah, those those blow the shit out of any of this stuff. 
What can I say? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beer snob from this area. Yeah. I know that. Jesus. I, Hop I in the dark. Have enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I, it's, I, it's one I of the think most... I like this as much as Hop in the Dark. Well, you haven't had Hop in the Dark in like four years. <laughs> so, But it leaves a distinct impression. Remember, I'm the uh, the secretary, so I expect a present on <laughs> National Secretary Day. Oh, that's right. You're my beer secretary. <laughs> I expect butt stuff on <laughs> Secretary <laughs> bring, me, bring me the black IPA files. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, Jesus. oh, boy. Anyway, it's it's not bad beer. It's no. it, it is a, it is not really a bad beer. Yeah, like I um, said, this may be the first. Uh, like you know, I, I I don't know. I I'm probably most people probably don't do this, but I get very strong positive and negative associations with different breweries. Like Rogue, I still have a very negative association with those guys. Yeah, okay, maybe I'm not alone in that. No, just, you're not alone in that because okay. nearly every beer I've ever had from them, uh, uh, with the Exception of a handful, yeah, very handful. And this is having been drinking rogue beer since 1993. <laughs> I mean, quite yeah. literally. I mean, I lived in Ashland, Oregon, where they had one of their breweries, and well, we didn't go there very often because the beer was cheaper elsewhere. But I really did enjoy their beer at that brewery at that time. Um, not knowing that uh, I would grow up to be a beer snob. So, do you think your taste um, changed, or do you think? Oh, absolutely, changed? taste changes. Okay, changes. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm um, just saying, with a with a brewery that's been around. See, I didn't know they'd been around that long. One so. could say refined. Oh yes, one could. <laughs> but then one would be a douchebag. Pinky in the air. <laughs> Pinky in the air while you're drinking that beer. Um, so I, but my my, I was just thinking. I was wondering, is it that rogue? Is it they've changed over the years, or no, no, I don't. I don't think they necessarily changed. I mean, I think they they've, they're passionate about what they're doing, and they 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 really want to find other flavor patterns out there. I yeah. don't know. I mean, they have everything from that grape ape beer we had to to uh, oh, the, the yeah. voodoo donuts maple beer. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, we're talking they have the flavors of, flavors of beer that uh, no human really wants to drink. <laughs> but you know what? The Arrogant Bastard can be a good beer uh, once in a while. I mean, I'm, yeah. I do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of... Oh, wait, that's Stone. Yeah, I was going to say, up. I don't think that's... That's, that's yeah. not them. Um, you know what? I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Well, I, I early on, like, way We're back... a great place and a great brewery and just <laughs> got great ethics. They're way, wonderful, but... Way back at when, when I was still in that early phase where you and Mike were kind of... I was, like, discovering the fact that I actually like beer. I, I remember picking up a couple of bottles of, of Rogue, two different... Mm-hmm. They just caught my eye, and I thought, well, that looks interesting. I'll give this a shot. And I got it home, and I, I remember trying one. I was like, ooh, that's not, this is not good. I couldn't get through the bottle. I was just like, this is yeah. not, I can't do it. And I thought, well, that was kind of a, but the chances of the other one being that way. And I <laughs> opened it up, and it's like, ah, oh, God, I can't get through this. But the one thing about Rogue is they do put out so much different, so many different flavors and so yeah. so much product yeah. that you're bound to find something you like. And it, it, it yeah. kind of like the Beatles that way. Um, <laughs> they put out so many fucking songs, <laughs> you're bound to find something you like. <laughs> um, but the, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know how to, else to explain them. I love Rogue. I love what they do. I love how they do it. Yeah. Um, but I just don't ever buy their beer. But I live in Bellingham, so. Yeah. 
I suggest if you don't live in Bellingham and you live somewhere where there's not a lot of breweries, pick up a rug. You never know. You might like it. You might like it. It may be the best thing you've ever had. It may taste like a Bangkok man boy's ass, man woman's asshole. I don't know. (laughs) Save that for uh, international butt stuff. Oh, that's true. You should save that for international butt stuff. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to just pull that on. That'd be a good place to go in international butt stuff. What's that? The uh, the rogue Bangkok oh Bangkok <laughs> <laughs> not rogue rogue brewing Bangkok they get confused a lot <laughs> but anyway yeah. we'll we'll move on from rogue we love rogue we yeah I'm not trying to like dump on him I'm just saying I have a and and really that's me saying that I acknowledge it's probably illogical but I have a very negative like I I will just look right past them on the shelf. Because Lagunitas is kind of like that for me. I mean, Lagunitas and even Stone. Stone often will. Uh, I don't know. I think sometimes Stones, uh, especially their IPAs, can be extremely harsh, almost like uh, Ninkasi. You know how Ninkasi has that really sharp kind yeah. of IPA ish? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I. I they have great beer. That's yeah. the, the same thing with Rogue. I mean, yeah, there's aspects of them I may not enjoy, but. Yeah, Ninkasi is another one that I have. I've got negative associations with them as well, mm. and I know that it doesn't play well with probably anybody who hears this podcast. But I seem to be in a distinct minority with that one. I think Ninkasi is is certainly branding out, and and they're recently because I always even even with things like Stone, places like Stone and Rogue, I'm like I'm whenever I see something new from them, yeah. Well, not, maybe not rogue so much. Yeah. They have a lot of new shit all the time. But um, but whenever I see something like new from them, like an IPA or a pale ale, I want to go out and try it. I want to try it because it's it. They they are yeah. They're breweries too, and they're constantly growing, expanding, and experimenting. Yeah, I mean, like our palates are not the same as they were. When we were twenty, or when we were thirty, or even when we were when we were ten or eleven, or yeah. or you know when we were kids, our palates are not the same. We have a different palate. We and also, you know, guess what? The world is different. Food is different now. Oh, it's way different. Much different. I mean, I, I'm sure you've heard me rant about uh, like uh, how different the uh, the the fruit and vegetable section in supermarkets were from when now. From when I was a you know a seven year old in 1980, right? right yeah, you know, yeah, 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 very different. We did not have kumquats. We did not have star fruit. <laughs> we did not have. Uh, it, trust me, it was a special treat for us every year. Like high summer, mm-hmm. we would be able to get kiwis. Yeah. Which now you can get what all oh, year yeah. round constantly. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I've never really thought bananas. About that. You can only get them during the summer. What? Yeah. Are you um, Yeah, I, bananas. I don't I've remember getting ever that. during the winter. Oh, you're talking bananas. about back then. I'm yeah, talking about yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 1980? No, there was no bananas I've, at certain times of year. I'm th- I'm just kind of going back in my in my memory. I think you're I mean, I never really noticed that. But yeah, you're right. The mm-hmm. the produce section in grocery stores used to be significantly smaller and less uh, Well, the difference is is it, my, me and my wife have talked about this. Yeah. Now she's from a, uh, a country where fruits and vegetables are very important, and it's summer all year round. Well, for us, it would be summer year all year round. Yeah. They have their own. Uh, they <laughs> they have their. Sorry, I'm throwing my uh, very noisy 
what do you call that thing? Uh, the the what do you call this thing? Oh, it's a ID card for work. Anyway, yeah, yeah there we go. We've had this because she comes from a com- country where every all year round they have fruits, they have vegetables, they have all the same fruits and vegetables yeah. all year round. Okay, and yeah. they have probably at least twice the vegetables and six times the fruit. Wow! Because their fruit is completely different. They have fruits that I had never even heard of and looking at them i would never even think to crack them open and eat them <laughs> i seriously wouldn't you wouldn't i mean this thing's spiny it looks like it hurts you no I mean, it's fucking fruit this is, this well, is oh a, my god it's a delicious fucking fruit this is a weapon and I that <laughs> and i think it's that fruit that's called tuna nah who knew um <laughs> not the fish it's a fruit yeah but uh and there's so many amazing fruits like you know guayaba and and you know um, yeah. mango and papaya and uh, what else uh guanabana which is one of my favorites that, ever yeah. in Mexico. Um, star fruits, just like eh, it's a fucking apple. <laughs> they, yeah, it's just not. It's something they think about. Yeah, you know. But they have so many. Yeah, and yeah. like they have six different kinds of bananas. They have uh, probably four or five different kinds of oranges. Yeah, different oranges. Like recipes will call for. This kind of orange or that kind of orange. That's we funny. we get an orange. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, there we go. That's a good example. I'm sitting here trying to remember. And, yeah, I don't think we had, like, mandarins and, like, all the little uh, specialty. Only during yeah. certain eras, like, Satsumas. Yeah. We'd always get Satsumas. And really, when did that Satsuma thing start? I don't know when it actually started. Right. But Christmas, Satsumas. So yeah. from somewhere in the world, that's when they grew the Satsumas. But you still, at that time, couldn't get oranges. Yeah, okay. But you yeah. could get Satsumas. And I always, I hate oranges. I mean, I like the flavor of them, but I hate them for the fact that they're just impossible to peel. You have I mean, to break into them. Yeah. I actually recently saw somebody demonstrate the proper way to, you know. Oh, what's the proper of, way? Instead of peeling it, you would you would cut it. I don't I don't remember the exact technique. You would cut it in such a way that you could actually just sort of open it up. Oh yeah, you just cut it in four, and then you can just peel off the back. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Or it was, um, what I what I usually do is take like a butter knife, uh, just cut the skin in four. And oh yeah, peel off the skin and it works. Yeah, perfect. that's cool. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah, but when we were kids, we did not have fruits and vegetables in certain times of year. Like, yeah. When when could you ever get a watermelon in fucking December? Yeah. Now eh, you can get a watermelon in December. Oh, and they're seedless. And they're seedless. Yeah, <laughs> seedless fucking seedless watermelons in 1980. No. No. Science, Guess what? You're gonna be going. That was science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, yeah watching. I was watching Logan's Run, and they had seedless watermelons. <laughs> Fucking Logan's Run, so awesome. And oranges in winter. Do, does the movie stand up? No, no, uh, not at all. I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah. the movie, and I, I I don't remember that much nudity and sex in the movie. It wasn't really. I mean, it wasn't that much. Uh, I mean, there was a little bit in there, but there it was a whole orgy scene. But it wasn't like that they graphic. walked through an orgy. It wasn't that graphic. It wasn't like there was. It like wasn't super graphic. F- but fields of tits and fields of tits. Fields of tits. And amber waves. And sorry, no, no. Running let me slow. let me rephrase that. Running and in slow uh, amber's waves of grains. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Hey, speaking of movies, I've been on like a serious. Uh, I know you've been tear. posting. Your I'm trying movie to get, list, I'm which trying I can to, never catch up with. I know I don't expect you just post this thing it. that I've seen a thousand times. I'm like, oh, we watched a movie again. <laughs> well, I'm almost halfway through. I've got 387 movies on that list. Yeah, and I'm at 197, which is like 46. I did the percentage; it was like 49.6 something percent of. The yeah, but I'm sorry, I've added like 50 through. movies since. Uh, a lot has been added since. Yeah, because I'll, I'll so occasionally somebody will mention a movie. And Basically, like, Wings of Desire. You should probably watch that. <laughs> okay, I'll make sure that gets added to it. Um, but somebody, occasionally somebody will mention a movie, and I'll go, yeah, that fits the criteria for this list. I should probably add it. So mm-hmm. I, I've added quite a few. But, um, yeah, the two movies that I've watched recently, though, that really amazed me was, um, and they weren't on my list, actually. These were just newer movies. Is, um, have you seen Bright on Netflix? Yeah, I love it. It's so oh much my, fun. Yeah, I love that movie. And I was amazed you know, to go on to Rotten Tomatoes and see that the critics slaughtered oh, it. Oh, the critics fucking hate that movie. But you know what You know what it reminds me of? What's that? It reminds me of uh, like an 80s action movie, like a buddy cop movie from yeah, the yeah, 80s, yeah. but set in Shadowrun. Yeah, that's all it is. And, and I was like, oh, this is for me. I know. <laughs> I loved it. I loved, I loved it too, so much fun. That they actually stuck with like the like the elves were, were kind of high society snobs, you know, mm-hmm. and just they like, ran the place. Yeah, it was like, this is really cool. And I can kind of understand. I guess there's part of me that's a little bit sympathetic to mainstream critics who were dumping on it because they probably really didn't get where this was coming from. But I watched it. Absolutely, and I was like, it was written by uh, uh, Max Landis, who oh. I love. Max Landis, yeah. and if you know movies at all, he is yes, the son yeah. of Landis. Remember his name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here struggling too. What uh, what's the fuck's his name? Landis. Um, Landis. Uh, that's Landis Calrissian. There no, we go. T- oh, fucking asshole. <laughs> This Landis, but no, land. he, uh, uh, Mr. Landis was part of the uh, Lampoon whole thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he basically one of the the biggest directors of the seventies and eighties of uh, comedies. Yeah, um, and this is his son who is just absolutely right along with us in the the, the nostalgic geekdom. Yeah, and probably a, he, I think he's a, maybe a little bit younger, maybe a little bit older. I'm not sure exactly how old he is. He's around our generation, but uh, um, yes, he in he, the movies he writes are actually very good, and I can see exactly what he was going for in this film. Yeah, so well, it succeeded. I mean, it was it was mind blowingly good. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you had just turned that back into a cop movie, which is all it was, it was just a cop movie, but then yeah. they inserted all these other fantasy elements into it. Mm-hmm. If you had just reverted it back to a cop movie, it would have been a reasonably good, entertaining cop movie. When I saw the dragon flying over uh, L.A. at night, I had a nerdgasm. Yeah, it's I did such too. a nerdgasm. That was such a funny but, little uh, detail. Um, the only problem I had with the whole film, mm-hmm. and my wife can attest to this because I screamed at the television every time. <laughs> Oh, my God. Is they kept calling it a magic wand. When is a wand not fucking magic? <laughs> it's a fucking wand. When a magician is using it as a prop. Stop saying it's a magic wand. Yeah. Wand. I love the fact, though, that it was not, it wasn't like the 80s magic wand where anybody could just pick it up and, oh, I'm, I'm getting all my wishes. And no, there's, it was there was dangerous. definitely some history behind the, the, the realm and the world. Yeah. I, I don't think it made sense if you know anything about, like, actual history, but 
Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I, I there was parts where it fell apart for me. Yeah. But uh, the magic oh, wand yeah. was it's, number one. It wasn't. It's, like, a, it's a magic wand. No, it's just a fucking wand. It wasn't a. Perfect, it's just a fucking wand. It wasn't a. Perfect. It's not Harry Potter. And no, not anybody can pick up a wand to do <laughs> yeah. something with it. This is a fucking wand. But I did. I just. I loved that idea that it was incredibly freaking dangerous. Mm-hmm. And like you couldn't even touch it if you weren't the right kind of person. That would no, I, I did and love that aspect. That was of it. that was just that was great. You know, like the idea that everybody had to come up with like a, a little piece of cloth and like wrap it mm-hmm. around there very carefully, and then you know hold their breath. My, my only issue was it was definitely written by somebody from L.A. Um, because <laughs> if you look at humanity and the history of humanity, and, and supposedly two thousand years ago, the Dark One did something and the orcs sided yeah, with yeah, this yeah. dark one. Yeah. Fine. Dandy. The orcs, the elves, um, don't know where the centaur fit in, but uh, <laughs> they just kind of showed centaur I like, in the background. That was another little detail that was never mentioned. I had to rewind it. I was like, oh, it's a centaur <laughs> cop. That was awesome. It was a mounted cop. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just imagined everybody in Canada, all the Mounties are centaurs. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, <laughs> but no, it, it doesn't make sense that the uh, the black folks would still be like gangsters and shit, because humanity, orcs and elves oh. would be certainly certainly separated like they are now. Yeah. But obviously, they made the humans this this middle class, yeah. while the orcs were the lower class, the downtrodden, the put upon, right. the enslaved. As yeah. it were, yeah. and then the elves were the well, and I, I like the fact that, um, and you're right about that, but um, you know, I mean, that, those are the only places where it really fell apart. It's for fantasy. Me. How I'm how very far curious can you? Because like any movie, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, franchise mm-hmm. or uh, television show, the history comes along with the future episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, I'm very curious at how they retconned some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's retconned, whether it was Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, you name the fucking Planet of the Apes, whatever it is, you name the the genre or the franchise. Yeah. They are they've retconned something out of that. So. Oh yeah. And I'm a big fan of Supernatural, and they've retconned all kinds of shit over the 14 years they've been on television. Oh. I've never watched that. Oh, it's fucking so awesome. But I, I like the fact too that um, early on with Bride, I thought I thought, oh, this is going to be like kind of a commentary on on race and society. And I thought, all right, I'm fine. I'm Just fine with that. Up fucking popcorn awesomeness. And it was. There was some of that there, but it was very like it was just kind of slipped in here and there. And it was like you could have completely ignored that if you wanted to, mm-hmm. and it was still a great movie. And I really appreciate when a filmmaker or a writer. Has the has the enough faith in their viewers that they say, "Here's my idea behind this, but I'm not gonna fucking cram it in your face every chance I get." And it was it was like, and because of that, it made it a little bit more compelling. Like the moments mm-hmm. where the work was treated like dirt, it was like it felt a little more like yeah, you it felt like, it. You I know, I know. It, it was know? like it was kind of even by his own people. Yeah, you yeah. Know, oh, all of yeah. a sudden, you know, you've turned on us, which yeah. you know. The black cops got that back in the day, you know, yeah. and maybe they still get. I don't know, but no, I thought I thought they they were very honest in their filmmaking. Yeah, that, it was, that's it was nice. really what I'm going for. Yeah. I would rather have a a a, 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 a shitty fucking piece of sh- 
well, not a piece of shit, but a, a, a shitty, you know, un, under budget horror film yeah. that is honest about what it's doing than a high yeah. level, yeah. uh, no budget fucking, you know, just Oscar bait that yeah. is shoving that yeah. message down your face. Well, everything that any artist does, there's a message somewhere in there. And you can either downplay it or you can play it way up. And I, I just think it's very. It was nice to see something like that that could have been probably played up and still been a really good movie, but the person had enough self-restraint to say, okay, I've said enough about that, and yeah. it's there, and let people make of it what they want. And I was like, wow, I really well, appreciate it. they weren't that. saying anything new either. Mm-mm. No. It was, it was, it was a was movie just, about L.A. cops and criminals. Yeah. We've seen that since 1980-blubbity-douche. Yeah. So, I mean, eh, what are you going to do? That's That was the roundtable I mentioned earlier is uh, – um, with Guillermo del Toro and Angelina Jolie and and uh, uh, several other directors, uh, <clears throat> the one that just did uh, the new Blade Runner movie, which I apologize, I can't remember his name. Villeneuve. Uh, Villeneuve. Yeah. Villeneuve. Um, uh, Guy Villeneuve. I don't fucking know his name. <laughs> somewhere it's, it's super Quebecois. Somewhere in there. Uh, at a... least I know he's from Quebecois because he has the <laughs> Um But and then they had uh, the the guy that just did done. Kirk and has done several other uh, films and yeah. uh, Patty Jenkins, yeah. um, uh, but they they all I mean it was kind of equal men and women, but uh, um, these were all directors who have had many films under their belt, mm-hmm. and the uh, the the guy interviewing this roundtable mentioned okay if you had no budget and then immediately the, almost all of them went whoa 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 whoa. Uh, and basically, he was saying, "You have no budget. You're free to do whatever you want." And it was like, "No, it's our budget that gives us our freedom." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, because that's a good we have constraints that we have to conform to. Yeah, and that gives us a well, limit, a level that we can get to, and then we have to try to exceed that level without going above it. Yeah, do you know what I? You understand well, what artists, I'm saying? Artists and, are notoriously undisciplined, and so if mm-hmm. you impose some sort of you know external discipline. Then it's like everything gets real, you know, tight and focused, and it's like that, you know, it's it's not a terrible thing to have something like that constraining someone. No, and I think I think our limitations is what allows us to be better at whatever we're trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yep. Should we open another beer? Since sure. You, you're fucking way ahead of me in drinking. Yeah, I know. I don't know why this. I guess I liked it better than I thought. It's been a long week. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking the other assholes with their CD trays. There's no fucking CD trays in fucking computers anymore. Fuck you. <laughs> the other movie I wanted to mention out of all these movies that I've watched, and this was a huge surprise because I expected to. Spoiler. I don't know. Whatever you're going to mention, oh, it's oh, not oh, Star oh. Wars, I'm good. No, it's not Star Wars. Wars. I won't bring it up. Um, you haven't seen you haven't watched, haven't seen, you haven't seen The Last Jedi yet? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I got so much time, so much money, and I got other people that I need to consider in my life. Yeah. It's a flawed movie, but it's good. That's all. I mean, that's the that's the bottom line. Well, it's guess a, what? All of the Star Wars movies are flawed. Right, movies. right, right. So it's like, for me, it's like, oh, it's just a Star Wars movie. But it's a lot of people seem to have uh, been super focused on some of the flaws in it. But oh, that's a head, baby. Mm-hmm. That's fucking head. That this nice. we're moving on to Kitty Cat Blues, the yes. pale ale from um, Black Raven, which I can already smell it, and yeah. it smells de fucking vine. 
once I get through the cloud city floating on top of my <laughs> I got through it. <laughs> you got through it. <laughs> Jeff plowed right through it. He's like he's like the uh Bertha in Seattle, the giant machine just plowing. You like through my that. uh bandage? What happened? What is that? For, uh, for, for That's people, electrical tape. For people not watching the video feed, <laughs> Jeff has electrical tape wrapped around the knuckles of his left hand. What, what you can't see underneath the black electrical tape is a bandage. Yes. And um, sometime this morning, don't know when, yeah. stuck my hand into one of the big boxes at work that are basically just all sharp edges and uh, took off some flesh. Oh, yeah. Not much flesh, flesh, just a little bit of flesh. Yeah. But that flesh never stopped bleeding all day long. This is my third, like, bandage. I got one of those knuckle bandages because it's kind of on the knuckle. Yeah. And it just wouldn't stop bleeding. And every time I would do something, the the bandage would come off. So, And the bandages are... Oh, because it's on the knuckle every time you move it. Yeah, every time I move it, the bandages would come off. So I... I, they, uh, luckily, uh, security gave me like four bandages. Yeah. And uh, by my third one, this is my third one. Yeah. I was like, fuck it, I give up. Just give me the electrical tape. I, <laughs> I said to one of my minions, and I just fucking wrapped it up, and boom, we're off and running. Okay. I hope that does okay. I mean, sometimes those can be kind of tricky. What? I mean, those kind of cuts. So. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> It'll fucking heal, or, or it won't. <laughs> I got a 50 50 chance. Probably cut, more than less than. I cut myself at work once. It was in Aberdeen. I was working at the AMPM. Some girl came problem. in. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> Some girl came in. She wanted, she had bought a cassette tape. I think she'd bought the cassette tape because it was still in the plastic thing that the employees are supposed to take it out of, you know, the anti theft thing. Mm-hmm. And she, she was like, oh, they forgot to take it out, you know. And I was like, uh huh, right. So she she's like, could you could you cut it? Could you cut this open for me? Right? I was like, sure, I'll I'll do it. Like an idiot. I don't know what I was thinking. Like I had a dad who had lectured me from from early childhood to always never never put your hand in front of like where you're pushing like something sharp. And so I took the thing and I held it and I pushed the the uh, box knife like this like literally toward my finger. I don't know why I was doing that because once it goes through that, it's going through my finger, which is what it did. It suddenly popped through the plastic, sliced right through my my middle finger on my left hand, and it just it hit and something in there and it started spraying, like it just just all over. And the girl, I'll never forget the girl. She grabbed the tape. She goes, "Thanks." Runs out, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm bleeding, but go ahead and run." And I was I was like, that was the first time I'd ever really hit something bad. <laughs> like, you know, I'd cut myself a lot as a kid, but this was like. This was serious. It was like a faucet just going. And I like I like hold on to it and I go walking up to the till, you know, the counter. And I was like, oh, shit, who, what am I supposed to do? I'm at work. <laughs> like, I'm the only person. There. Wrap it up in a towel and keep working. <laughs> and there's a couple of customers and they're looking at me. They're going, oh, you need to have that looked at. I'm like, yeah, you think? <laughs> so I called my boss and it was basically like. Like blood had like I just a big trail of blood from the back of the store all the way up to the front where I was standing. And I was like, I was really freaked out. It was the first time I'd ever really cut myself that badly. And I was like kind of borderline panic, you know, because I'd never seen that much of my own blood. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was just really weird. And my boss, of course, had like a big phobia of blood. So she walks in and she's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, you got to take over. I have to go to the hospital. And her, her husband drove me to the hospital. It was like weird. 
But um, <laughs> I remember when I worked at I, I've seen a lot of my blood. But I've uh, when I worked at uh, that reminded me of the Henry Corner Market. Uh, yeah. Henry's Corner Market was this little market in in Burlington, Washington. Yeah, it was just and it was quite literally on the corner. And uh, I worked there when I was a teenager. Um, I got fired because some of my quote unquote friends stole beer from there. But um, not that I didn't. But <laughs> uh, I mostly, like I told uh, one of my minions today, I, I said, yeah, I used to uh, steal cartons of cigarettes from the place I worked and go sell them at school for five bucks a pack. <laughs> well, I was in high school, man. This is like 1987, That's... 88, 89, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah. And, and <laughs> they what, cigarettes were, what, $1.70? Dollar seventy five, dollar two dollars, maybe. Yeah, they were a pack. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty. It was cheap super cheap. Yeah, but I was selling for five bucks a pack at school. <laughs> you know how much money I fucking made doing that shit? Yeah. Trust me, one carton a week. Yeah, come on, that's man, great. that's fifty bucks. <laughs> but I remember You're one right. day I was stalking the the cooler, and uh, uh, I'm stalking the. Uh, uh, orange juice, actually. Yeah. Orange juice. This is back when orange juice didn't come in plastic bottles. It came in oh, yeah, yeah. glass jugs, yeah, yeah. especially the Tropicana. Now, Tropicana was the big, fancy orange juice that only rich people drank uh, back <laughs> only, when I was a kid. Only the elves could afford uh, Yeah, that. elves could only afford the fucking Tropicana back in 1980. You had a douche. But uh, uh, I, was, I was stocking the stuff, and I dropped one, and I went to go catch it. Yeah. Like because I, oh. I dropped it from you know height my my height yeah yeah and I knelt down and tried to catch it well it shattered I caught it as it hit the floor and it shattered and all that oh. glass went boom right into my hand oh shit and wrist oh god and it was just blood everywhere and yeah like, fuck luckily the guy that owned the place Henry. Oh. Uh, was also a part-time firefighter, so he knew exactly what to do, but apparently I had passed out. Oh, shit. I woke up in the back of the place. Everything was, like, bandaged up and everything. I was like, Jeff, you passed out. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> what? What's going on? I'm bleeding. Yeah. I, oh, man, I had not is, seen. Is this heaven? <laughs> God, I hope not. I caught myself at you're just a, some blonde the, middle-aged dude. This is heaven. Uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do something detrimental to my anus, aren't you? It's butt stuff day. It's butt stuff day in heaven. <laughs> it's stock boy and butt stuff day. It's butt stuff day every day in heaven. <laughs> but um, I cut myself at the grocery store I used to work at on uh, right across one of my knuckles, and. Yep. Um, it didn't look very deep. It was bleeding a little bit. And I was standing there with a guy and um, who, you know, and I, I looked at it and I go, oh, shit. Because it was, it was another box knife. And that was like a year prior was the other incident that I just described. So I had a moment of, oh, my God, here we go again. We're all going to die. <laughs> the ship's going down. <laughs> Why don't you put her in charge? <laughs> For those who love aliens. Yeah. But I'm looking at it, and it's not that bad. It's just like a little cut right there, right? This guy comes over, and this guy is uh, like a, um, I'm kind of on friendly terms with him. Like we've we've done a few things outside of work, and and but he's kind of a dick, right? But not a good like. The, there's some people that you know who are kind of dickish, but they're kind of fun yeah. to be around. This guy wasn't like that. He comes over, 
and I'm looking at it, and I'm kind of having that moment of, oh, shit, is this going to start <laughs> bleeding? Right? And he puts his fingers on either side of it, and he pulls it apart. He opens it up. And for, like, a brief second, I can see my knuckle. <laughs> right? And I get lightheaded, and I'm like, what? Like, I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, he, and, he, and then he lets go, and he goes, oh, it's not that bad. I'm like... I just saw my own bone <laughs> through my skin. You're a giant bag of dicks. <laughs> and now I must bleed on you so you can get my AIDS. But then it actually did start bleeding. Like it, it was one of those weird cuts that, that, that at first doesn't do much. And then all of a sudden it's like all over it your hand. It just seeps. Yeah. It's one of those seeping yeah. wounds. Yeah. And I had a, um, a manager who was like, he was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And he comes up and he took care of it. He bound it all up and everything. And he's like, that's fine. But I'll just never forget that sort of like just that kind of casual like, oh, you just got to split it open and like, oh, there's your knuckle. Made it worse, yeah. obviously. <laughs> you fucking twat. Yeah. Anyway, the other movie. Get back there's around another to that. movie. There's okay. another movie. I've watched uh, quite a few, but um, the one uh, one that I really was well, a surprise. Tell me, tell me about I'm all. Gl- I've prepared an essay. Yes, excellent. <laughs> no, it was uh, the founder. Have you seen that movie? I have not. It's surprisingly I've heard good. it makes you hungry. I didn't want to watch it because I just thought, oh, it's just about the beginnings of McDonald's. Like, who gives a shit? But it's it's not so much like glorifying McDonald's or like celebrating McDonald's. It's, it's really like um, they go back and show you what the culture was like back at the time that McDonald's emerged and why it was such a big deal. And then how the two guys who started the company, who opened the first one, mm-hmm. In dealing with this this salesman named Ray Kroc, he was like a failed salesman. You know, he came along and saw how brilliant it was and said, "We got to go into business. We got to get this spread around." And then he goes into business with him, and basically, it becomes more about, you know, that sort of like who wins out in the end—the people with the really cool idea or the guy who does the hard work to like go, you know. And so he builds the whole company up to the point where he's like, "I have more stores than they do," and he basically. Starts to like there's this friction between them about how well I've got 120 stores you guys got one <laughs> who's really running the company <laughs> and it's really really good hmm. you know and and you you know you can completely forget about McDonald's completely it's more about you know it's like that it's that tension between the idea people and the and the business people and uh, it was just damn good. I mean, I don't want to ruin the ending. The ending has is a real kick in the balls. It's like one of those movies where you're like, wow, I'm not sure I liked that, but that's how it ended. And I went and looked it up because I thought that's a really Hollywood ending. That can't possibly be true. And I looked, you know, I went and looked up Ray Kroc's Wikipedia page. I'm reading through. I'm like, holy shit, that was true. <laughs> he really, he really did this stuff. Wow. <laughs> but it's a it's a surprisingly good movie. Yeah, and I went into this completely thinking this is just going to be, yeah, you know. Jim thought that was a good movie too, and yeah, and I don't, it's not something I would probably go out of my way to watch. It's it's a lot about. I mean, if you watch it for what it has to say about human nature and and interaction, you know, and and the way people interact with each other in certain cultural mm-hmm. environments, I think I don't know if I'm phrasing all this right, but it's it's really fascinating to watch. Like these different attitudes hitting each other. And then you've got like this side story about his wife who is like this. She wants them to be kind of high society types, but she's unwilling to support him. You know, like she's like, why don't you just go out and keep selling? Like originally he starts off as a milkshake machine salesman. That's how he 
encounters this. And um, it's just, it's really interesting. I don't know what it is about the movie specifically. I could probably write an essay about the movie, you know. But it was it was you know uh, it was a real surprise. On face. <laughs> I'm going, there we go. Um, I'm going to post it right now while we're podcasting. Uh, let's not. <laughs> no. Or write it right now while we're podcasting. <laughs> yeah, but we won't do that. Uh, no, that's interesting. I, 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 it's not the kind of movie I would want to watch. Of course, it'd have to be a very special occasion for me to actually watch that. Movie. I, I would but. really highly recommend it. It's not. It's not even close to what I was thinking. I thought. I really thought it was more of a straightforward retelling. I mean, it is a retelling of the origins of McDonald's, but it wasn't, they didn't, the focus of the film was not on the like glorifying McDonald's as, oh, it was this great, great idea that spread across the country and took over the planet. It was, it was focusing more on the kind of petty bullshit mm-hmm. going on between the people. It's more of a character piece than, yeah, yeah. Else. That's really, okay, yeah, you could, you could just boil it down to that. It really is, a, it really is, um, they were very interesting characters. Mm hmm. And, uh, and, very and well sometimes those are, those are some of the best films. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the best films, plays, yeah. or even books. Is a character piece. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, but one could even describe like Dune as a kind of a character piece because the characters are so distinct. Yeah. Oh yeah. In, yeah. The, in that in that book, but uh, yeah, that that yeah. sounds very interesting. I would love to. Sci-fi doesn't often get the nod for that kind of thing because frequently. You know, um, I well, love it's either adventure esque or uh, kind of uh, well, uh, a film like her, very much a character piece. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. That if out. it's not on your list, it probably should be. I will. I'll put it um, on there. It's it's one of those science fiction films that is a character piece because it's a man and a computer having a relationship. Okay. <laughs> So. Oh, oh, okay. So this is like, wasn't there an '80s movie with that concept? Yeah, it's called Cherry Three Thousand, and it was not a very good movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Don't get me wrong. We watched it with the, uh, oh, the. No, oh no, 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 no. I'm thinking of Mannequin. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! Did I you was, just? I was compare thinking... her to Mannequin. That is genius. Apparently, I did. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Kim Cattrall. And uh, that douchey dude that was in all those 80s movies. Yeah, I don't uh, even Kim Cattrall, who is always memorable, no matter yeah. what she does. All the way from Big Trouble in Little China to Mannequin to Sex in the City. She's an amazing woman. Uh, and John Landis, by the way. I John Landis, I looked it up, yes. it up way back John while we were talking about I it. I knew it was like one of those regular white guy names. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> um yeah, what was it? Andrew what? McCarthy. Mm, That's mm-hmm, the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like the quintessential 80s guy from, you know, all I those I knew movies. he victimized people that he thought were communists. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew McCarthy, have you no yeah. decency? Have you no decency, Andrew God McCarthy? damn it. <laughs> Are you not rad enough to have decency, Andrew McCarthy? No, you're red enough. <laughs> yeah. But... So uh, I have to ask you kind of a personal question. Have you had any good uh, sex lately? Tide, not really. Tide detergent pods lately. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. You haven't heard? I of did, it? You don't I know did what that kinda, is. Uh, uh, have a tertiary glance at your yeah. uh, your post about uh, <laughs> generations and the stupid shit we all do. It was just it's a stupid thing, and I even confirmed it with my kids. I was like, I was like, what? Is, what is all this about? And um, it was, you know, like on you go on YouTube or stuff, you can find people eating, apparently eating or biting into Tide detergent pods. 
Yeah, bad fucking idea. Bad idea, but... What, what about that thing that says poison all over it says, <laughs> eat me? Uh, what it probably is and what I assumed Alice it was... Alice wouldn't even eat that shit. Yeah. What I assumed it was, was, you know, and, and like I said, I confirmed it with my kids, was that it's just one of those generational, like, goofy... Dumb shit things we all do. Yeah, or it's a, it's a, wouldn't it be funny if we actually did that kind of thing? You know, and then you have a few who are out there stupid enough to actually do it and end up in the hospital. Well, that that's something that YouTube <laughs> has done is is made made people do really ridiculous things for a reaction. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not that we didn't have that when we were kids. It was just that weird kid that would do anything for two bucks. Now I have to. I you know what? That's funny you bring that up. I have to uh, admit that I I love one of my favorite YouTube channels. Uh, these guys and they are total redneck types. They just they love to set up things in public to trap people who are going to do something bad. Like they'll set up a bike out in public that's just sitting there, and they'll wait for someone to steal it. You know, but but what they've done is like they've disabled the brakes and they put it on a hill, or they've like <laughs> cut it. They've cut it. That's in half. seriously fucked up. It is, and or they've cut it in half and they've like gently put it back together, so it's just <laughs> enough so you can ride it down the hill, and then all of a sudden it splits in half <laughs> and sends. Them and off. now you're on a unicycle. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. And I can't remember what these guys call themselves, but um, they are. You know, they would do these things. The Redneck Avengers. Yeah, and or they would, like, open up a... They would rent U-Hauls. They rent U-Hauls, and they would open up the back, and they'd put a few boxes in, and then they would just disappear. They would hide until somebody came along and looked and thought, oh, I could go in there and steal something. So the person would hop inside, and then they would go and close the doors, and then they would start driving around. And they would have, they'd have video of the person getting slammed around <laughs> in the back. Okay, that's dangerous it's, and funny. Yeah, and um, I have to admit, I'm kind of a fan. I sort of enjoy it. It's funny stuff. You know how many As, hours it would take for them to get somebody to do that? Because generally people yeah. aren't like, mm, there's something I can steal. But they no, don't it takes to, a particular, particular kind of person to do that. Yeah, they don't seem to have any trouble finding people. Well, no, you're <laughs> never going to have trouble finding people to do that, yeah. but it's going to take some time. Yeah. You, I mean, you I, don't know how many, how much video they went through trying to figure out. Oh yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure of that. By the time somebody, how many people walked by that van, <laughs> not even fucking noticing it? I had I, to show you the giant black thing wrapped around my hand. Yeah. Now, how many people are going to notice a van with boxes in it? Right. It's just not going to happen. But um, yeah, those those guys have been taken off. They've been told by YouTube that they can't do their their stuff anymore. Yeah, because they're victimizing people. I know, but it's fucking funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, stuff. YouTube is is gone and fucking fucked all their YouTube stars. Basically, they've taken all oh. their money away. Oh, yeah. If you notice, a lot of the YouTubers, the big ones, yeah, have gone to Patreon because they're not making any money off of YouTube anymore. Why, what did they do? Uh, they changed their policy. So they no longer get uh, not nearly the percentage of uh, revenue they would from advertisements and things like that. And okay. subscribers and whatnot. Why would they do that? You're undercutting uh, your own... Because it's a corporation and they're, they want to make more money. Bottom That's line. Interesting. You know, I've put videos on YouTube just not... 
with any interest of making money, but just to share it with people, like things I found interesting. I put up probably about two dozen different videos. And I had one video that I put up that got maybe, it's probably up to 85, 95,000 views at this point. Oh, wow. It was at 65,000 last time I checked a couple of years ago. Oh, this is over the years. Yeah. Well, no, right off the bat, it it got, it was, do you remember when people were using that uh, that website to do animated characters having funny conversations? Yeah. I did one. And it and it apparently struck a nerve because the the views were going crazy and I was like wow that's kind of cool. I got an, a message from YouTube that said we can't verify that this is your content so we can't pay you for it because I went ahead and I mm-hmm. I said shit that's getting so many views I might as well put an ad on there. Yeah, I got a message that says you, you we can't verify that it's your content so we can't we can't pay you. I was like, what do you mean you can't verify it's my content? It's the same. It's like I went on that site. I even sent them a screenshot because I'd actually paid the company. It was a website where you did those animations. Mm-hmm. And I actually went and paid the 10 bucks so I could use their site. They had a freebie version that they uh, said you couldn't repost elsewhere. So I paid them the 10 bucks and they did my animations and yeah. stuff. And I even sent the the Google, the email I got from Google, I sent them a screenshot of that. I said, I'm a paid... I'm a paid user of that service, and they don't have any. There's no royalties on that stuff. You can take it, the the videos you make, and uh, it just they never responded. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. The most viewed video on my YouTube stream is the only one they've ever singled out for. Yeah, you no, can't put ads on this. Nobody makes money on YouTube anymore. Yeah, apparently nobody apparently makes money on YouTube anymore. Apparently, that's part of the. They idea have to now. go to Patreon now, and yeah. we're. I'm talking about like. Some of the larger ones that I go to have, and it's all about subscribers. It's not about views necessarily. Yeah. Oh, it's about yeah. subscribers. Yep. But um, so you have to keep that content up as as a YouTuber. You yeah. have to constantly, you know, produce. Yeah. And just Jacksepticeye is one of the biggest ones right now. Who's that? Uh, Irish dude that does all kinds of ridiculous videos, much like PewDiePie did. And my okay. daughter and her ilk fucking love. Uh, uh, Jacksepticeye, and I must admit, he's a pretty funny guy. He's you know, it helps to have that Irish brogue, but yeah. you know, he does all kinds of different stuff. Whether it's just playing shit and commenting on it, or or you know, he did one where he toured his hometown and just kind of went around and fucking commented on everything, you know, <laughs> with his ridiculous Irish brogue, which I did not do a very good job with there, um, but um. Uh, but that's kind of what he does. He screams a lot and does. He, yeah. He's appealing to children. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, a lot of the YouTubers that I follow, like uh, anywhere from, um, uh, what's her name? Jesus Christ. Um, she posts about once a month, and she has a Patreon. Uh, Lindsay, I can't remember her name. Uh-huh. She's a movie reviewer. She's amazing. She's. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant okay. um, And funny She just did a video on uh, The woman that wrote Twilight What's her name? Uh, Stephanie Stephanie Myers Yeah, yeah. Uh, She just did uh, Dear Stephanie Myers And she wrote a, uh, She did a, an entire dissertation 20, 25 minutes 30 minutes yeah. On On culture and and what stephanie myers represented and how we reacted to it and why we reacted to it that way it was absolutely brilliant it was wonderful yeah um and and she's right we it's one of those things where uh uh male and female uh equal sources or equal uh artistic endeavors are not viewed the same okay 
because Twilight was viewed as something lesser, yet things like, I'm sorry, but Star Wars or, or, or Ready Player One yeah. or anything like that is viewed as something that is more. Well, you know, Twilight... Even though equally they're written equally as bad. <laughs> yeah, well, Twilight was one of the movies that was on my to-watch list, and I watched it. And I beforehand, before I watched it, I thought this movie has so much. I've got so much like baggage about you know people's opinions and yeah. even like snarky things I've said about it. Yeah. I said I've, I'm going to completely clear my head of all that stuff, yeah. and I'm going to watch this movie as if it were a random thing that I just happened to pick and had no idea what it was. And it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't like fantastic. The the one brilliant thing about Twilight that I will give Stephanie Meyer credit for is the fact that the idea of taking of of intermingling the romance novel with the vampire genre. Not the first time it's been no, done. No, not the first time it's been done, but the the whole concept of, you know, this is like somebody he's fallen in love with somebody who's supposed to be his you know, supposed mm-hmm. to be his victim. Yeah. And so that at least I I would give her, you know, high marks for that. The sparkling thing, not so much. <laughs> well, I'm a <laughs> horror fan, so a sparkly vampire was ridiculous to me. Yeah. But I hate a lot of vampire representation unless they're absolute monsters. Yeah, my, one of my favorite vampire movies of all time is called Vampires, and it's uh, yeah. um, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Oh, that's a good movie. Vampires. I watched that a few months ago. That is quintessential. Yeah. My favorite vampire movie ever fucking made. That was. I it's, liked that movie a lot. Yeah. I, I didn't. I went into that expecting absolutely nothing, and I was like, "This is pretty damn it's good. Fucking brilliant, yeah, isn't this it? It's pretty fun. It's just as gory as it needs to be. Yeah. Um, vampires are actual fucking monsters, but also semi-human at the same time. Yeah, which I remember is their people in the humans in. Yeah, and yeah. I I just thought it was absolutely perfect. It's one of my favorite vampire movies. It was of all time. Yeah, that was it was a good movie. I that was uh, that's funny because that was a movie that was not on my list because it wasn't that popular. And I just I watched it on a whim because I thought oh, that's yeah. a John Carpenter movie I've never Fuck seen. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I was I like, wow, why Carpenter. was this not more? Why was this wasn't more popular? This has all of the feel of like a summer blockbuster. Like it should have been bigger. And and the end of the movie where the the character and I don't want to give away too much of the movie for people who want to watch it. And I would recommend people watch it. But the end of the movie where people go where the three the main characters go into that abandoned. I think it was like a monastery mm-hmm. out yeah. in the middle of the desert. That yeah, was... they go to like this. I think it's supposed to be either a, a New Mexico or a old Mexico town. Yeah, yeah. And they, they go into the, the the monastery, or it's just. A, I think it may be just a town. Yeah, that was tense. I was like, oh, I yeah. was like, I was like. There's one thing that uh, um, John Carpenter is really good at, and yeah. that's bringing up that tenseness of a film. I think he's really good at at portraying that to his audience. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whether he's... it's Halloween or 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 even even it's something as cheesy as Big Little Trouble in Little China to to vampires. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's just really good at that. They live is a really good example of that. It's kind of a tongue in cheek, but at the same time you you were you completely buy into the fact that these aliens are running humanity. Yeah. And it's all about obey and consume and buy and do <laughs> what we say. That was um 
That's a movie that I've watched. I can't remember. I'll have to rewatch that one. They Live, you need to rewatch that one. It'll ring true even today. I rewatched uh, Escape from New York, which is also Fucking a junket. Fucking stands up, doesn't it? Yeah, it did. It I was really amazed. And I think we've talked about that. I was, too. That. I was pretty shocked. That I, I think up. we've talked about this, and the reason it stands up is because he he got temporary ownership of part of, I think it was the city of Detroit. Like, there was a whole neighborhood that burnt down, mm-hmm. and it had some buildings in it and stuff, and so he got temporary ownership. Well, not so only that, go, I think he got uh, actually pretty good actors in, in the way he set up the film. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Thought, oh, I no. thought I was he, just, he did an, such an amazing job yeah. at... at selling New York as being completely trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was certainly part of it. I was just talking about the the general the the look of the yeah. film. It looked really like it was this was not an 80s movie. This looked like something from a later decade. Yeah. You know, it was it, it it looked very believable for an 80s film especially. Well, once in a while you get that. I mean, I'm sorry but Conan I think really stands up too. The first I, Conan. Yeah, I've already watched that too. If and you watch it in HD, it yeah. it completely it looks like something that could have been made Last year, wow! Some of the effects I'll, are a little, uh, you know, older. It's, but it's been a while. It's been like three or four years since I've watched it. I'll, I'll probably give it another watch at some point. But it's um, been about three or four years since I've watched it. What do we mm-hmm. think of the Kitty Cat Blues this year? Um, I uh, like so it. Fucking good. I'm gonna give it a, a two though. You're a fucking it's not Something I would. Buy. I'm gonna give it a four. Because Kitty Cat Blues is good. But then again, we just had a, a black IPA. Yeah. And then right after that, we had a pale ale. That might now be Now we're going straight sour. I probably should have opened this sour earlier. That's okay. I don't mind going 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 straight sour. Going straight sour. It's only 4% alcohol. After we've gone uh, dark. How much alcohol <laughs> was this? I, mean, I don't know. I'm feeling I probably shouldn't be saying this, how much alcohol I've been drinking before I drive home. <laughs> but... <laughs> Fuck is it? Oh, this is six. This is six. That's we went fair. from eight to six to yeah. four. We're you know two, four, six, eight. Who While you're pouring the... beer, beer, While... beer, beer, beer. <laughs> While you're pouring the sour, there is this headline that I ran across. All right, every Iraqi week... head seeks arms. Every, <laughs> every... <laughs> one of my favorite headlines of all time. Every week, as everybody Ooh, knows. Rick there we go. That's nice. You, you, got, you like that? I got a lot of head. You there. inspire me. Yeah. <laughs> Every week I look at at beer related headlines just for the podcast as filler type stuff if you know if we feel mm-hmm. like bringing something like that up but um this one is definitely a, a has to be on the podcast moment but I'm going to read the headline to you and I just want to I just want you to think about it for a I'm moment give you my honest I just want you to have a moment of zen it's here's the headline Matthew McConaughey's brother explains why he decided to name his children after beer now, what do you think happened in this situation? Well, considering the source, okay, yes. I, and I'm I'm just I'm just considering Matthew McConaughey as a human being from what I've seen. Yes, this is a man who don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. extremely good at his craft. He's a good actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he gets um, a lot of crap about not being I, bad, but he uh, When does he do that? I don't know. He's he's an extremely good actor. I think he has an image of not being a good actor, but he actually is. There's those stupid car commercials, but... Oh, you know don't get me Folks got to fucking make money, baby. It's a fucking <laughs> job in the end. But um, this is a man who thanked himself at the Oscars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... 
Uh, not coming from the most healthiest stock. <laughs> I love you, Matthew, but... So when I read this Martha headline, Stewart, man. I had a moment of, I thought, okay, he's like a craft beer fan. Because there's a lot of creative names with craft beer. And I could probably find... <laughs> I know. I just took a sip That's of it. That's fucking good. Yeah, I know. Oh, shit. Where's Payette Brewing? Payette Brewing. Oh, shit. And they got shit stamped on here. This is uh, Best by November 7th, 2000. No, packaged on. Sorry. Oh. Glad it wasn't Best by <laughs> November 7th, 2017. Um, Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Oh, wow. Fucking way to go, Boise. Yeah, no kidding. You are a beacon of the Northwest in an entire red state. Look at you go, baby. <laughs> yeah, this is surprising. I just took a sip a second ago, and I was about to interrupt you to do the same thing. Um, Apologies. I oh, no, 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 no. I, go it ahead. Was, it, was um, it was all about the names. What, what did he name it? Well, okay, names? But, but like I thought. I thought Bud there's, Weiser? There's so many. Terry Weiser's boy? I know. There's so many <laughs> like craft beers you could probably find if you were if you looked. Long enough, you could probably find an interesting no, craft beer. Yeah. Budweiser. He named Miller. his son Miller Light. Miller Light. Okay. He named Miller is his first name. Light. L Y T E is the middle name. So it's Miller Light McConaughey. Not even L I T E. How they spell it on the can or bottle. His daughter. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. His son, is it Miller Light? And then, like, hyphenated the champagne of beers? <laughs> Well, if he was a dog at a dog show, they might call him that. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. Here comes Miller Lite, the champagne of beers. <laughs> Deanne and I always laugh at those, like the, the pretentious long names that they give Have you dogs. ever seen that? What's that? The the, the uh, Christopher Guest movie? Oh, the Best, uh, in best show? of Show? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. One of the best movies yeah. ever fucking But it's created. not far off from reality. I mean, some of the names no, that they give no. the dogs are ridiculous. It's like, you know... It's just like a sentence. <laughs> it's yeah. like I don't know. I can't even think of any right at the top of my head, but um, it's it's kind of silly. But um, anyway, the the guy's daughter <laughs> is Margarita Olympia, <laughs> which uh, I don't know if you can name your kids after beer. Margarita Why? is a name. That's actually not a bad name. Do you know what Margarita means, right? Um. Stumbling drunk out of the Mexican restaurant? <laughs> is that what it means? No. That's what it usually means it's for me. It's a flower. Mm. That's what the actual... Wor- In so Spanish, the, so margarita the, the drink is daisy. Named, the drink is named he after He named his daughter Daisy. <laughs> daisy Olympia. Daisy Olympia. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, that's the... He mon- just had two? McConaughey fan. No, yeah. Well, let's hope he doesn't have any uh, more. I don't know if we need a Rainier McConaughey or Budweiser. Bud first name, Weezer second name. (laughs) Come on, be creative. Then, fourth child, Schlitz. (laughs) Second name, Maltlegger. Blue Ribbon. But one name, Maltlegger. Blue Ribbon. (laughs) No, Blue. Ribbit. Ribbit is the second name. <laughs> Schlitz, malt liquor, blue ribbon. Right. I can McConaughey. see that. I can see that. That makes sense. I still think Schlitz, malt liquor, McConaughey would be a badass name. <laughs> That's kind of a name you want. Yeah, I 
No. What other no. shitty American beers can we think of? Oh, that <gasps> Rainier. Yeah, Rainier. Oh, yeah, I said That's Rainier. their dog's Rainier. name, though. You know it's their dog's <laughs> name. Well, speaking of <gasps> non-shitty beers, what? <laughs> Milwaukee's? Yeah. Best. Makata, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Jeff, you don't really need to put that out there into the universe. It's it's bad enough as it is. Just let it go. Let it go. No, I can't. I'm, I'm going to be, this is going to be Brainstorm fucking Central. Brainstorm Central. Oh, the generic beer. They can just name their child just Kid. Beer. <laughs> just child. White Kid. They dress the kid in white, all white all the time. Come here, child. <laughs> Ignore him. It's just beer. Yes. <laughs> anyway, speaking of non-shitty beer, this is really good. It's fucking amazing. So wh- who is the, what's the brewery? Aura. Aura. Sour. Good stuff. It's uh, actually the Aura Sour series. This is only one in a series, apparently, but it's a red currant and blackberry sour ale. Wow. That is fucking amazing. It is really good. I'm impressed. Holy shit, let me read some uh, uh, romance, romance script. copy. <laughs> or copy, sorry. I was getting a little too fancy. <laughs> um, this is Pyatt Brewing Company. It's series Aura, sequence four, mm-hmm. number four. Apologies. There we go. Every beer in the Aurora Sour series radiates <laughs> a unique personality. Some are expected, some are exotic, and some exude comforting qualities that defy. This is getting slightly. I feel like you're. I feel like you're at the urinal next to me right now. <laughs> Well, I was I was going for you know what's his name the actor I can't remember ABV four point four percent IBU nine of course it's a fucking sour yeah. and cheers um, <laughs> it says N twenty four I'm not sure what that means um, I'll, I'll go back to this this series <laughs> okay we've gotten to the weird part of the podcast live cultures. That's right. Life cultures. Life cultures. Giving the beers complex characteristics with an aura of flavor about them that retain amusing, taut flavors. It's like they've read my mind. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know where that character came from, but it came from somewhere. Anyway, moving on. Whenever I get Payette, I'm going to read it just like that. That's your voice, Payette Aura. Brewing. Is Aura. it Payette Brewing? Is that what it is? It's Payette. Well, I'm. I'm. This is a surprise from, from especially from Boise, Idaho. Idaho. A Boise, Idaho. Yeah. What you know what else is in by Idaho? Uh, uh, Mosca. Mosca, Idaho. Mosca, Mosca, Idaho. Yeah. Because we can't say Moscow. That's a red state. Yeah. Goddamn commies. Anyway. Yeah. So back uh, about those uh, Tide Pods. <laughs> what about Tide Pods? <laughs> People eat them. Well, I was gonna le- I was gonna use that as a jump into like stupid things that our generation had done. Like, there's plenty of stupid things. Like uh, what? What? Like believing me? some kid died from Pop Rocks. Yeah, that's something our generation <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I forget that's a perfect example too because that's like uh So you know what we did? Yeah. We tested that theory. 
Oh, I was too scared to test that. I was like, Were you? Yeah, I wasn't. We put. I, I think I had like three envelopes in my mouth at once. Because, you know, the Pop Rocks came in envelopes. They came. They come in envelopes. They still do, actually. Um, and and it was it was the challenge to see who could kill themselves faster, apparently. <laughs> and we, I think I got three in before I just spit them all out. And you, was, you, didn't, oh. you didn't do like the scanners guy moment. Of just <laughs> it did not blow my head up. Okay. But a friend of mine, I think he got like four or five in his mouth before <laughs> it just kind of came out of every fucking orifice oh, I of totally, his face. I totally forgot about that. That was like a... Oh, that, that was, was the biggest fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. thing when I was a kid. Do you know some kid died from putting too much Pop Rocks in his mouth? <laughs> Where'd you hear that? With the internet? What's the internet? Because we didn't fucking have the internet. We just had word of fucking mouth. These millennials putting Pop Rocks in their mouth. <laughs> what now next? they're probably putting them in buck, their butt because they like butt stuff. Because it's International Butt Stuff Day. It is International Butt Stuff Day. It's not my fault, man. Fuck. You know what? People go out and do a little butt stuff. Pop rocks. Pop rocks. Was we bought some of those actually about a year. There's, there's still around. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, pop rocks, please. I remember introducing our kids to them. We brought, we bought a couple packets like just years ago. Eyes just go. They just light up. No, they were completely unimpressed. They were like, yeah. <laughs> it's like. Isn't they that, were the coolest shit in the world. I, I know, I, I know. They were completely Pop like, rocks. they were just like, yeah, it's just crackling. Is that what they do? <laughs> That's like, when you should have like put four <laughs> envelopes in one and went, pour this all in your mouth. Have this and then drink a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Remember when that, that the, the, the Mentos and Coke thing was a big thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every generation does something really ridiculous and dumb. Well, I th- actually it, it, think it I think in terms of like the Tide Pod thing, it's like it's like it's an obvious joke, right? I mean, it's supposed to be. Isn't that like them having like seeing if they can get the older generations to react? I th- that's how I read that when I first heard it. Really? Yeah, because we we did. I don't. The- I don't. I know nothing about it except for the fact that people have been eating pods of yeah. Well, the I, thing the thing that I remember about my generation was that we all did the whole like devil worship thing. Like, if, especially if you were a heavy metal kid, it was like that was the thing you would pretended to do. To heavy piss, metal kid, yeah, yeah, to piss off the older generation. And if you were a nerd, it was the D and D thing because that freaked out religious people too. It was like that was the whole thing, and it was like nobody took it seriously. Nobody was really a devil worshiper, or a, you know, none of the D and D players were. We're into uh, it for that. No, but we had that stigma, and that was the big problem. But see, I, I mean, thought it was my hilarious. parents were like, "There's something wrong with that game. There's something <laughs> wrong with that game. You you shouldn't be playing that. I don't, I, was, I don't think you should be playing that." I was religious back then, and I thought it was funny. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that's my re- maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe I'm completely. I had to hide the fact I was playing it most of the time. Really? Yeah. I I wasn't allowed to buy any of the books. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess I'm. That's one of those cases where having a parent who didn't pay attention to me kind of paid off. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I still bought all the the books I could that were like choose your own adventure type stuff. Oh, those. You remember were... the Lone Wolf stuff? Do you remember those? Those are fucking awesome. Well, Lone Wolf, no. Yeah. I I was a huge fan of the choose your own adventure stuff, but yeah, the, the, there was the series of choose your own adventure, but then there was this Lone Wolf one. Yeah. 
that was kind of an ongoing thing. Like every book was one adventure, and you were the character of this lone wolf or whatever the character's name. I the character had a name. Yeah. Um, but every time you encountered something, you had to go to the back page. And it, it was stupid and ridiculous. You just yeah. had to close your eyes and like stab the page with the the butt end of the pencil, which was the <laughs> was the butt end. Oh, the eraser, the eraser of the pencil, and then you open your eyes and that was the number that you rolled, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. And then you had to defeat the creatures and then go through traps and different things. And oh, that's it right. was. It, but it was this whole series. And in fact, the yeah. guy that created it just died probably about two years ago, I think. And wow. And. There's now, thankfully, an entire RPG kind of wrapped around the world of what he created. And for me, that was the end-all, be-all, man. That was the coolest shit because it was really my only outlet for, like, D&D-esque type stuff, especially during that time. I used to get pissed because I could never get through those books. Like, it would always end up... Oh, no, I I always fucking died. (laughs) I always fucking died. It was like wrong Nobody. decision, wrong decision. Yeah, I mean, you always ended up on the inevitable page thirty-nine. I hated it when there was a page that you ended up at, no matter what. Like you'd like you'd backtrack and you go, "Okay, I didn't do that." And then you anyway. Like, I totally remember backtracking. Like, <laughs> what the fuck did? It? And then and then there was a, there was a point where you you like the third or fourth time you're playing through one of those books, you're writing down the page numbers that you go to, and you're like. Fucking, where did I make that mistake? All right, I'm going to choose this page number now. And you write that shit down, still end up at page 39. I didn't. I never did that. I never thought to do that. I would flip through the book, though, looking for the happy ending. And I never found the happy ending. I never found the happy ending. I never found the good ending. I never found the happy ending. I found something that said, you know, you finally succeeded, but you didn't feel good about what you had to do to get I got a Playboy. I never found a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is a choose your own adventure that I really <laughs> yeah. can get into. No shit. Page 39. Oh, shit. It's just a Marlboro ad. <laughs> if you're. <laughs> That's a sad ending, Marlboro, you know. If your centerfold is into walks on the beach, go to page 38. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> But Choose Your Own Adventure was the coolest fucking books ever. That was really cool. That Loved was like high so tech much. for 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 nineteen eighty. I know that was like really. I, I remember being like nineteen eighty four, eighty five. That was that was the high tech man. That was this is how when I first learned how to make web pages. That's what like immediately popped into my head. I was like, oh. You could do choose your own adventures where you would read. And Dude, then you know how rich you would have been if you'd written that. <laughs> People have it's, done that. I've been to those pages. They're awesome. Not Facebook. <laughs> I don't think Stop I would have been Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, I think you. I think you would have made. Had you that thought of have, that back in the day? Yeah. Like around 1997. Yeah. You would have fucking. Well, the thing that stopped me was I thought, well, this is a visual medium, so you need pictures, like on every page. So and I was like, I don't have time to draw all this. I don't have time for this shit. Screw it. I'm on AOL anyway. I don't care. (laughs) Nobody on AOL would understand this. Forget it. (laughs) That's awesome. 
Well, we are uh, approaching the end here. This yeah, is the this end. Is, we're getting close. And, oh, this this is the best fucking beer of the this night. This is good. Why I is the last a... beer always the best beer of the night? I don't get that. Because <laughs> we're so drunk at this point, our uh, our judgment has been impaired. Oh, so fucking good, though. <laughs> no, this is this, uh, no, this I, is not impairing my judgment. We could do no. this little guy, Le Wolf. Oh yeah, Le yeah, Wolf, yeah. the beer de garde. Or maybe we uh, hold on. You know, you know, you know, you know how. It, Drink, bitch. Um, <laughs> fucking guy out drank me the first two beers, and then all of a sudden, I'm gonna go slow now. Here, I'm gonna now that I have a four percent beer, I'm gonna go slow. <laughs> what are you, Canadian? All right, <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. So, oh, wait, oh, you're gonna leave me alone with the thing. I, I, I probably shouldn't go solo. Choose your own adventures. This is the Shiznats Hatterack. Wish I could get my nine-year-old into reading or ten-year-old into reading. She would love that stuff, man. She's my little nerdling, my little geeklet. She's a good thing. She is a good thing. Now, La Wolf is uh, Bia de Gaulle. Um I don't know. The Quebecois will have to fucking... Uh, what do you call it? Judge me on that. Holy shit, this is 7.8% alcohol. Gravity is 5P. Such a shitty beer snob because I don't know what that means. Uh, the IBUs are 24. I know what that means. So it's a super light beer. It's got malts from Pils, Vienna, and Dark Munich. Hops are Nugget. And, oh, let me try to say this. Let me try to say this. Wait for it. That's, I'm so bad. I'm so bad at that. All right. Secret ingredients. Uh, territorial aggression. Je ne pas quoi. I don't know what. Je ne sais pas. No, je ne sais quoi. Oh, I don't know what, yeah. Uh, and then it says, if it ain't broke. I don't think that means je ne sais pas, je ne sais quoi is not uh, if it ain't broke. No, that means I don't know I what. I don't know what, yeah. Thank you. I'm glad somebody so, was able to uh, go piss really quick and then <laughs> fucking support my French because it's Come fucked back. up. And here's, here's unfortunately, what I don't trust about this bottle, the Le Wolf. Yeah, uh, it's from Chicago, Illinois. I know that's what I'm actually kind of intrigued. I looked up the brewery, and it looks like the kind of place it should be, you know, in Portland or Bellingham. Or we should probably break this open and cleanse our palates. <laughs> I lift up you a can... one-pound bar of uh, imported Belgian chocolate. <laughs> we can open that with almonds. We can open it if you'd like. By the way, almond not a Belgian word. All right. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. So we are opening ooh. Le Wolf Bière de Garde, ooh. and it's spewing a little. And yeah. Jeff's, Jeff's uh, don't worry, I'm licking up all the sputum. He's licking it up, sputum, licking it up. And this is from I forget what the oh off color brewing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. it's off color, and it's, it's really so off-color. we know our president wouldn't like this beer because it's off color. Oh yeah, he's so uh, prim, <laughs> prim and proper. Um, I uh, had to look. You this went up. there. I went racist, but okay. Oh, okay, <laughs> because we are ran by a Nazi. Yeah, I didn't come up. I didn't uh, come up with that. A sexual predator Nazi. Right. What? 
Yeah, that's if you support the... our president, you are a sexual predator, Nazi supporter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, black on black on planet, <sighs> black on subject. Um, I had to look this up because I didn't know what a beer de garde was. Beer de garde. Explain. Um, it's French for beer of keeping. My very wet friend. Beer of keeping. <laughs> beer for keeping, I should say. Um, but it's a. Uh, it's something. Where is it? Hold on. It's 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 Keep matured guilt. in the dark. It's put in a cellar, oh, in storage. Yes. <laughs> and it will also give you a French accent. Wait. The moment you drink it. So I, mean, I didn't drink it. I just drank it sputum. Oh. Oh, I'm actually digging this beer right now. I'm, yeah, this has this some is, fucking levels. This is the uh, last beer was amazing. It was a sour, which we drank these in the complete opposite order. We should have been drinking these right. beers. Yeah, but yeah. still going to drink this. Just smell it. You can smell that. That is. That was one of the beers I brought up last week. Was that Norwegian yeah. farmhouse from Wander? If you haven't been down to Wander lately, I think you need. They've to got go yeah, down they've there. got a few new a uh, few new things out. Yeah, you need to check it out. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, this reminds me a little bit of that. Wow, that's that is that's I, a I don't complex wanna, beer right there. <laughs> I don't want to use go the word Chicago. Yeah, no kidding. I don't want to use the word different because that sounds like one of those. Kind of town <laughs> Chicago is. I don't want to use the word wow. different because that sounds like one of those words you use when you're trying to politely say you don't like it. But I, it's it is very different. That is um, well, I can definitely taste the malts, the Pils Vienna and Dark Munich. Mm-hmm. You can you can certainly taste those malts in here. It's a very malty beer. Yeah, yeah, it is. But traditionally, I don't like malty beers, but. You know, once in a while you get that that complex flavor between malt and hop. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind I'm really of thrown for a loop here. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I am too. This is, I might have to sip on this for about 10 more minutes. <laughs> I just oh. looked at the clock. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but um, this, I didn't know what to expect when I saw the... Uh, you know, I, I kind of picked up this you bottle. Went, and oh, Le Wolf is like my puppy. <laughs> well, this I I picked up at Elizabeth Station, and they had a whole. Uh, the, there were a whole bunch of these bottles, yeah, the same style from the same uh, from the same brewing company. So, if they're selling the twelve ounce to. bottles, probably not a cheap date. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's was like, uh, yeah, that's a little pricey for the twelve ounce, but um, it it, it I was intrigued, so I I thought I'd grab it because we never had anything from them, but um, mm. definitely worth, definitely worth it. To go check out some of the other things that they had. <laughs> Absolutely, it's actually pretty, really, really good. Yeah. Pretty, really, really good. Yeah. Off color brewing, huh? Well, we'll have to figure out if there's any more of this off color brewing. How about some final thoughts now that we're on our final beer? It's a good good timing for it. Um, final thoughts. 
if you have any whatsoever at this thoughts, point, that is at this point, the thoughts are kind of. <laughs> you said you had several. Uh, There's uh, this what do you call that uh, articles that am- you read am- and amorphous and cloud. wanted to 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 touch upon. Well, yes. but yet you. I mean, granted, I'm a douchebag and no, and to it's fucking I, go way off base. That was really, you know, for the most part, I gather I gather those uh, articles so we can chat about them. But um, the only one I really want to talk about was the Matthew McConaughey's brother. Yeah, naming his children after beer, after shitty fucking beer. I think that'll be my final thoughts. Don't well, name your you know children what? I'm, after I, shitty I, beer. I, I at least licked the sputum <laughs> off of this beer. So, <laughs> I named my daughter after a constellation. Yeah, or I, actually, um, I watched Cosmos by um, you know Sagan. Carl Sagan. Yeah, and he talked about Alexandria, the library at Alexandria. Yes. And I was really impressed with that, and Which I thought, was, that's uh, kind of cool. the biggest tragedy, one of the biggest tragedies of the human race. Yeah. And I thought, that's kind of a cool name. And I ran that past Deanne when she was, you know, when she was pregnant, and she said, yeah, I like that name. So Alexandria became Alexandria, and her middle name is Lyra, which is a constellation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I thought, that's really cool. So we did it. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think beer ever entered into the discussion at any point. <laughs> Well, had I known about Ninkasi, my daughter might have been named different, but I, I named her after a, a movie, so. But, oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay, see, that's cool. I, I'm not a big fan of people who, like, do the whole, like, my grandmother was named this, so we have to name the child that. Well, you know my wife I mean? is named Jamile because her mom is named Jamile. Yeah, that's, like, a that's really common very thing. common. I mean, yeah. her father's Jorge and her brother's Jorge. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's very common in... in in Mexico. Yeah. I can't say all of Central and South America, but I can say certainly in Mexico, very common that you get sons and mothers and or mothers, sons and mothers, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, dads and sons and mothers and daughters yeah. named very much the same. See, I'm not a big fan of that. I had a whole list of things. I must have driven Deanne crazy when she was pregnant. Really? Yeah. I had a whole list. list. I had a list. I, I had, had one list. fucking name. Guess what had, it was? What? Nikita. <laughs> That's that was my name. one fucking name. We couldn't decide on a male name for the life of us. Right. We right. went through like six of them. <laughs> there was like Vlad, and I was like, eh, that sounds dumb. Cheesy. Yeah. And then we were Damien. Uh, okay. Yeah. Antichrist. I can dig it. Exactly. Absolutely. And then there was a, there was another one, but the only Damien I've ever known was a complete dickhead. Yeah. Um, so I was like, nah, also he was the Antichrist. He was but... not the Antichrist. Okay. He was not smart enough to be the Antichrist. But uh, uh, <laughs> guy couldn't uh, determine a verb or a noun. So <laughs> Antichrist, really? Um, no. Um, uh, there was several fucking names. There was just tons yeah. of fucking male names. One female name, yeah. Nikita. Yeah, like, you really like Nikita? I was like, yeah, I like Nikita. That's a cool. I like and, that. And, name. and my wife was like, that's a fucking cool name. Yeah, where'd you get the name Nikita? La femme Nikita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I like I, my my rules are basically I don't want anything too crazy, like off the wall, but I don't want anything too common. So it's got to be kind of writing the middle ground of like, okay, that's a that's an I've heard this name before, but it's not something I've heard like. A million times, like no Ashleys, no Britneys, no you know that kind of thing. That was really big at the time that Alex Stephanie was with an I, Stephanie with an I, <laughs> with um, an e. my God, with an E, that's different. <laughs> but um, Stephanie, no biblical names, no no, no names, that, names, no no names that sound like soap opera names. 
no names that could also that are also words. Like Margarita Steel. Like Grace. That was Deanne came up with that. And I was like, that's breaking half of my rules. <laughs> that's breaking <laughs> half of my rules. <laughs> so we, it was like this constant. And if, it, if Alex had been a boy, she would have been named Evan. We came up with that. I know, and there was That's nothing. That's a soup opera that. name. I know, and, and I wasn't crazy about that. So I was like, the, and we didn't find out ahead of time what, what. Evan. I know. So when she came out and it was a girl, I was like, oh, yeah. That's a kid who needs a helmet, Evan. We have a child with the cool name, not the crappy one we came up with. For Alexandria is amazing. But when Mason, when she got pregnant with Mason, she was she was just like, I'm not doing that whole fucking list of rules. She's like, we're going to come up with the name we like, and I'm not doing your rules. So it's like one okay. day she looked at a jar, and what did it say on it? <laughs> No, actually, we had uh, we had originally agreed on Ryan, which I wasn't crazy about. It was like at first it seemed like a good. It was like okay, that's cool, and then I was like, eh, that's I'm not digging that suddenly. And then her her sister stole it for her. She was pregnant at the same time. She had her baby first. And she that's what she named it. And Dan was like pissed. She's like, my sister stole my fucking name. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, let it go. We can come up with something better. And then, of course, we come up with one that is uh, breaks all my rules. <laughs> but that I loved anyway. So it was like we came Wait, up with Mason that. Mason breaks your rules. What are your rules again? Uh, Mason no names that are words. Mason is a word. What do you mean uh, it's a word? A Mason. No, it's a name. A Mason is a person who works. Oh with yeah, yeah, Mason. Stone. Okay, yeah. you're right. You're right. Apologies. Um, so brick Mason. Yeah. Nothing that's too common. At the time he was born, it was not very common. Like it wasn't a very common name, and it was funny. If I don't want... think it still is that common. I mean, no, it. Exploded. I've known names Masons before. Yeah, it exploded really? in wow, popularity. Trust me, there were six other guys named Jeff in my fucking school. <laughs> Fuck those Jeffs. We all had to go by our last fucking name. <laughs> it was Miller Swatman. It was it was it was Anderson. There was a Jeff Anderson in my school. There was fucking, oh, of course we, there was. Of course there was. It was Every County. school there has was a Jeff Andersons Anderson. in my fucking class. <laughs> exactly because it's a fucking eighties name or nineties seventies name. You know, fuck Jeff. It's but a it fucking couldn't terrible be, name. But at the time, one of my things Mason's was I don't, I don't want a name that's too common, but I don't want one that's too weird. You and know what else time, sucks? Fucking uh, Rick. <laughs> fucking <laughs> terrible fucking right. name. Well, and also, um, God, we named him. You think of somebody who's a dick at that point. We landed <laughs> We landed on Mason, and it was kind of funny because I, I also said I don't want any like celebrity references. Because my parents named me Richard. So Charmander was completely <laughs> out of the fucking... Not necessarily. <laughs> um, we actually got a laugh out of him. Yeah. <laughs> my parents named me Richard because they were Beatles fans. Ringo Starr's real name is Richard Starkey. You're named after Ringo? Yes. Okay, but here, hold on. Let me let me finish telling the story. Yeah. Sorry, I laughed so hard I almost puked. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want... I didn't want one of my rules was no celebrity references, like nothing like that. And I and so I don't know where Mason came Mary? from, but when Mary I heard, Bigford, yeah, awesome celebrity reference. When I heard it, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's a great name. I like that name, and that fi- that that fits. Okay, fine, whatever. Breaks a few of my rules. Breaks more of my rules than I thought. But we did that, 
mm-hmm. we named him, and I was, I was like, that's a great name. I love that name. It just happened that in 2002, when he was born, that name exploded in popularity. That's why he's got several kids in school with the same name. Also, on the Pink Floyd mailing list that I was on at the time, because this was early days of the internet, he... um uh, everybody was like, oh, cool, you named him after Nick Mason, the drummer of Pink Floyd. And I was like, oh, my God. I went months with that name and never occurred to me once that that was the same name. Really? You're the Pink Floyd guy. <laughs> I know. It didn't occur to me. And I didn't – I would have probably objected to it on that basis. But it never once hit me. Hmm. I was like, oh. And then after a while, I was like, that's kind of funny. My parents named me after the Beatles drummer, and so Mason – wasn't named after the Pink Floyd drummer, but it kind of turned out that way. I was like, okay, whatever. So maybe it's going to be a kind of thing. In the- yeah, it works for me. Yeah, his kid's going to be named after, you know, whoever, I don't know. Hopefully it's not the drummer. Soundgarden's drummer. Oh, Def Leppard. <laughs> he got that from me just holding one arm behind my back and using the other arm to drum. One arm Anderson. <laughs> It wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. <laughs> anyway. Okay, we're having what? our final thoughts. Go tell Holy mom it's fucking final six order. o'clock and you haven't eaten yet? <laughs> we're terrible. Holy shit. Let me throw this giant one-pound chocolate bar at your face. <laughs> anyway, final thoughts. Um, Mason, that motherfucker on the podcast, man. Mason, He's a cool guy. <laughs> Mason breaks my rules, but it's a cool name. You know what? My rule was uh, really one. I, I really, for some reason, my entire life, mm-hmm. I've been obsessed. This might be slightly fucked up, but <laughs> I've been obsessed with w- women who have had like boy like names, okay. like Sid. Yeah, it's not, there's nothing or, wrong with that. Or Nick, okay, which is my daughter. Yeah, and I call her Nick all the time, right. and her friends call her Nick or Nikki. Yeah, and and or or I mean Joe. I, there's something about that that is just. Of course, I've just always gone out with women with really fucked up names, but <laughs> like Jamile, which is my wife, or Patience, I like her name, or Bronwyn, or I mean, I can go through a fucking list. Mm-hmm. A diatribe of fucking fucked up names, and I've gone out with all of them. Sounds like a Shakespeare uh, character list. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, doesn't it? I'm dating Fleance this week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's your final Fleance. Fleance. Gunda Flangunde. I'm going to go ahead and say... Has been announced at this ball. Good By night. God, I would love to ball her. Good night, Dave. <laughs> Good Mike, Dave. And you know what? We're going to end this podcast. My final thought is one thing. Yes. One thing only. One thing. Give us our. Give us your one I thing. I love beer. I just fucking love it. I love it's it so nice. much. It's, it's the end of the week. It's Friday. I need a little respite from my week-long drinking spree. Um, <laughs> and this beer is, is doing that for me. Thank you. Very good. Now turn to page 39. Good Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they celebrate International Butt Stuff Day on... Wait for it. Uranus. Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman and Rick Anderson. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. 
Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. Well, there there is kind of a scam in universities now where they they often won't give like Fs. They just won't give Fs. Oh, because you want it, you know why? Because they have mm-hmm. too many parents who will freak out and come in storming in. Well, also about. that is bad for business. Yeah, that's true. They're not bringing in money if the kids are failing out, right? So their purview. That's t- yeah. I've thought about that before. I mean, that's no. That's it, it's hard. a real thing. I was just listening to uh, what was it, Harmontown, mm-hmm. and they brought this guy on who's kind of doing this uh, alternative university, and he's really like pushing different campuses to do his sort of uh, his way of doing it. Which you know, he, him, and his uh, what he's put together. They're teaching these kids like your daughter's age um mm-hmm. critical thinking and outside the box thinking and yeah. you know that that what you need and what you basically learn in university yeah. over 4 years he's teaching in like 8 months yeah yeah cuz it's not that it's, hard it's not so it's it, it, he's teaching this in 8 months and then those those people are going on to do what they want to do after that instead yeah. of instead of you know doing the four years of all this crap they're going well yeah the first there's... year they're just i think he said basically what it is it's really hard to get into his his the the program that he has now and he's hoping to open it up on campuses throughout the nation right but what he's doing and it's in san francisco right now and what he's doing is uh, you you apply, you try to get in, blah, 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 blah. And if you get in, mm-hmm. you spend eight months to a year, I guess, in San Francisco. You live basically with all the other students yeah. in in San Francisco somewhere. I, I Most likely, well, San Francisco is one of those places where it's like all downtown kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, it's it, yeah, there's neighborhoods and sections, but it's it's very much like it's all San Francisco in this one like area. Yeah. Um, so he has to be living obviously somewhere there. And then from there... There, they spend the next, I think, two years, he said. Yeah. Basically, two to three years, I don't remember exactly what, but going from country to country. And he has campuses set up in different countries. So I think That's one really was cool. in Australia, one was in uh, uh, like Hong Kong or someplace like that. Yeah. Uh, one was in Europe, uh, you know, one was, you know, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was, there was three or four or five places where they go and spend so many months or y- a year mm-hmm. in this one place, not only learning, you know, uh, something particular about what they're supposed to be learning, yeah. but also learning a different perspective from that culture and also learning a bit of a language yeah. as well. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's, cool. it seems to me like a, a much better way of like educating yourself, whether, you know, well, anybody would want that diploma or not. I don't know. Regardless of, of the, the merits and of that specific thing. The caveat, it's yeah. only about 30000 a year. That's pricey, but that's not pricey for what you just described. I mean, that would be pricey for just attending a university. Yeah, but, but if you if you consider that the average for any um, you know state or major university is somewhere between forty and fifty thousand, and then the Ivy League is fifty thousand to seventy thousand yeah, a year. That's even worse. But I mean, if you're talking about something that that um, you know where they're experiencing. You know, like you were talking about, and also in that short of a time, you know, that's not that pricey. But um, yeah, what's I? 
I've I've felt for a very long time that colleges were were long overdue for like a shakeup. Yeah, they definitely need an overhaul, and that's what he is. He and his organization are trying to do is kind of shake up universities and say, "Hey, what you're doing is wrong. You're you're basically charging for a service and yeah. then only delivering part of it." Well, yeah, but I mean, the the just the fact that there's a financial incentive for colleges to drag things out mm-hmm. for you know, it's really you know, and I don't know if you've seen. I've seen articles lately, and Alex is experiencing it too. That it's just it's. It's almost impossible nowadays to get your four-year degree in four years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always there's like, oh no, there's a few more. Unless you start prepping in high school, yeah, and go yeah. to like the Head Start programs. Well, even with and... that, even with Alex had a few of the college credits ahead of time because she did the AP classes. Oh, wow! So it was like, okay, this is cool. This will be a breeze. And then it's like, eh, this isn't really. This is like still. You know, it just seems like there's always like little gotchas and little, oh, yeah, but that doesn't yeah. count toward this, you know? Yeah, and it, it's something, I mean, my daughter's 10 right now, and it's already something I'm kind of thinking about. My my wife is always, she's going to university. She has to go to university. Like, okay, yeah. Um, well, how yeah. much of your university master's degree are you using? Oh, wait, none well, of it. It's not even that. But, um, but it, it it is an experience. It is a place to learn, a, like you, like I was mentioning earlier, critical learning. Yeah, yeah, Critical yeah. thinking. If you Whatever. go into, I probably don't even have that. You know, if you but. go into college, well, no, don't. I wouldn't. You know, you don't. I was kind of disappointed with. You know, I I went from my first couple of years was at Grace Harbor College in Aberdeen to, and then I I transferred to Western here in Bellingham. And this isn't to denigrate Western; it's a great school. I had a mm-hmm. lot of great teachers there, and I learned a lot of amazing stuff there. But it was there was very definitely in the early '90s kind of a, um, and I've always called this the high school part two mentality. Mm-hmm. It's like mom and dad are forcing us to do this, and so here we go. And the, there were so many classes where I carried the burden. Like if you were with a group of people, mm-hmm. I would carry the burden. It'd yeah. be like everybody else would be dicking around and be like, oh, "Fuck, man!" I wrote a I wrote a, a paper in a in a political science class with a guy. I got paired up with a guy who was a complete fuck off, and he's we we have to write a pro and con side to NASA funding, you know, from the political perspective. And so we, he, I write my pro side. And we're meeting together week by week, and this was like an end of the class project, and and he's doing nothing. He goes, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. I just don't don't really get it. I was like, dude, we are sharing a grade, and I don't want. And I finally, I just told him, I got fine. I go, I will write yours for you, and I wrote it, and we turned it in. We got an A, and I'll never, and I I never forget. This is like one of the one of the greatest moments during college for me, or one of the most memorable moments was. He, the teacher handed it to us, and he was sitting right in front of me, and he turns around to high-five me. I'm like, what are you high-fiving me for, man? You're welcome for your for the A you just got. It's like, And there was that. I don't cite that as like an isolated thing, too. It's like um, I always felt like college was the most important thing you get out of college is learning how to teach yourself. Mm. And I think nowadays it's just become – it's become high school part two. It's become what you have to prove to employers before you can get a decent job. It's not even well. About... Even even then, it, bringing that up, he mm-hmm. was stating that uh, even the whole diploma is going to get you at least sixty thousand dollars a year, or can get you that, isn't necessarily true anymore. No, it's, it's not. It's really not. I don't think it is either. Uh, that that whole thing is going out the door. The way of the hootie, as I always say. Yeah, but. Uh, 
Yeah, and and in some ways, not... I agree with that. That's fine. I think you know. I mean, a lot of what you makes you success in life is how much you're willing to, how much work you're willing to put in. Mm-hmm. And I think it really bothers me sometimes that we're giving an impression to younger generations. I think this is the impression that a lot of younger generations are getting, which is that you go through your four years of college or six years or whatever you're planning to do, and you get your degree, and you're that's like your golden ticket. You know, it's like no, it's not. But then now, now they're getting hit in the face not only with the 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 cold, hard reality of of, of having to go find a fucking job, yeah. Especially in their field, whatever the chosen field that was. Hopefully, they have some realization by the time they get that diploma in that field. Yeah, they know what they're going into. Yeah, but yeah. they also are hit with a giant fucking bill for a hundred grand. Yeah, that's a whole other or more two hundred grand or yeah. whatever it is. If they basically bought a house and but instead of owning actually something a structure, they own this piece of paper that says, mm, "Good job." Yeah. So do I, I get know. a golden star with that? <laughs> you fucking idiots. No, you do not. Charging, it's just slowly charging. I mean, I'm not anti-education, but I really think the No, no, system, I'm super pro-education. Yeah. I just wish it was a I think little more, well, number yeah. one, uh, a lot more free. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but yeah. also a little more focused when it comes to to teaching, to allowing these people to to, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but I know what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, it's been a long week. It's not really been a long week. It's just been a week. Yeah. Been one of those. But um, I can, we can certainly, I can, I can delve into this if you like. We can What's start. That? We can start. We can start. You, uh, I was going to ask, what do you think of this beer? But we can wait until yeah, we get, until we get, we get on. on. All right. All right. Uh, I'll do. I'll try to do better than I did last week. That was kind of pathetic. Um, it was horribly pathetic. I di- I didn't even think about it until. Oh, Jeff, start this. Oh shit! I, I can always tell. I can always tell how inspired you are during those intros. If I look at the waveform, and it'll be like peak blank. Peak blank. Peak. I was like, oh shit. He was he was grasping that one. That's what that one was like this week. I was like, yeah. All right, I'm gonna. Cut I'm grasping at so. straws at this point. It's kind of fun though to listen to it and then to back up and to start cutting out all those blank areas and sort of slam them together. And because it does, it it flows just fine. It sounds good once you edit all those out. And I was like, okay. I thought it sounded. I'm like, I know. I was like, uh, oh no. I always. Hey. I like, uh. I like to. Get the podcast sounding like it's going on. So if you're if you're leaving like a lot of gaps in there, I'll take them out and just sort of carefully just push all those together. So it's wow. like it's like wow, just like on, on his oh game fuck, here. don't don't yeah. do that. That's an expensive piece of equipment. Yeah, it's not that expensive. Not that really. I've seen it's, how much those fucking things are. It's like four hundred something. I think. Yeah, that's fucking expensive. <laughs> Jesus. My well, 